Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. T-minus 37 seconds. Fight with growing equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Finding Your Frequency. This is Ryan Treasure. Jeff's out taking over the world, but he'll be back on the next recording that we do. And I want to I want to just prep you guys as we get ready for this radio show. Uh, we're, we're bringing it today, right? We're going to talk about some fantastic things like mindset, influence, impact, uh, how, to, how to be a super connector uh, with our guests that we have today. Michelle Tillis Letterman is the CEO of Executive Essentials, a communication and management training and coaching firm and author of the new book, The Connector's Advantage, Seven Mindsets to Grow Your Influence and Impact. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ryan. I only bust out the in-studio audience for my, my big time thought leader, so there you go. Uh-oh, I'm ready. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. I know that uh, you have this new book that you've written, The Connector's Advantage, Seven Mindsets to Grow Your Influence and Impact, and you know several other books that you've released previous to this. But uh, you know, let's, let's take a step back and you know, we'll talk about the books and we'll talk about the, the movement and the different things that uh, you're working on. But let's, let's find out a little bit about Michelle and, and, and let's find out your why. Uh, what, made you, what made you start writing these books and, and go down the path that you're on? Well, one of the things that we didn't put into my bio is that I'm also a recovering CPA. (laughs) So I spent 10 years in finance and I was the only woman on the trading floor. I was the only woman on a global venture capital team. Uh, And this is back in the 90s when um, communication and how we spoke to each other was a little looser. (laughs) Um, There wasn't a lot of management. There wasn't... uh, importance placed on how we interacted. And it was, as a result, turnover was high, engagement was low, and we saw the impact on the bottom line for how it was happening. And I'm sitting there on the trading floor managing about $100 million for the bank. And I have people coming in left and right wanting me to invest in their hedge fund. And I'm thinking, that's not how you pitch. <laughs> like, that's not how you close a deal. And I started to see this desperate need. I just I had to start doing the work and I started doing it while I was still in finance. Um, and it took a couple of years to wean myself out of finance completely and, and start my own business. Well, that's funny when you say recovering CPA, we have a radio show here called the soul of enterprise uh, business in the knowledge economy and uh, they're recovering CPAs as well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a lot of us recovering from yeah, that. I got I to I connect you guys together. You guys would probably have a hoot. We were we were having that kind of discussion, you know, just off air about value based pricing and and all that too. And I'm reading in part of your, you know, information that uh, uh, a lot of the businesses and such that are like. Uh, driven by subscription models, like all that stuff is up, right? Two hundred percent. Oh yeah. Why? What I well, what I talk about is how important connection is. You talk about the knowledge uh, timeframe. I think of this as the network economy and that the most important asset we have are our relationships because whatever it is you're working on, you're going to get those results faster, easier, better. 
that's the advantage. That's the advantage of being a connector. So if you think about how important this is to you as an individual, it's also important to you as a business. When we think about the companies that are um, creating relationships with their clients, their valuations are five to 10 times higher than those that are not. Netflix, Spotify, all of those kind of relationship-based businesses. And the subscription businesses where they kind of learn your habits. You get a box of clothing every month or Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you are subscribing to, they learn you and you feel like you're getting something really personalized. And those businesses are up over 200% since 2011. Wow, that's amazing. Those subscription services are pretty cool too. I mean, you're 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 hundred percent correct. They cater to exactly what you're looking for, learn your behaviors. And uh we we did an interview earlier this year for Valentine's Day with Antonia Townsend, who's the the, the you're gonna laugh, the chief knicker officer. Uh that's her is her title, and she uh does a high-end subscription model for husbands to get their wives like lingerie and like gifts and that kind of stuff. And so that was really big <laughs> okay. for Valentine's Day. So she sent us like these boxes, and I'm like, man, this is amazing no wonder your guys's business is taking off like you know you get this cool box and it's curated and you know fits every aspect of what you need and um it really it, it touches you in a different manner you know from a product standpoint than you know your standard sale i'm cracking up over here because i went to business school with antonia <laughs> oh really <laughs> <laughs> And that, and like, it kind of proves the concept of being a connector. I work with a publisher and they keep trying to introduce me to people and I keep going, oh, I know them. Oh, I know them. (laughs) And that's the idea of whatever result you're looking for, you are usually just one step away from asking somebody that you know, if they know somebody, if they know this thing, if they have this information, if they have that contact, if they have this, it's just faster, easier and better. But yeah, I'm laughing. I'm smiling ear to ear when you mentioned her. <laughs> I know that's funny. We had, we're talking before the interview and I threw out a couple names and you knew them too. I mean, <laughs> so, and it's not just how I know their name. It's I know them well. Right. So let's, let's talk about, you know, this connector, this, uh, uh, this mindset. How, how does somebody adopt a mindset in order to kind of shift and, and get themselves into a, a, a scenario where they become a connector, they become a, a better networker? So first of all, what a connector is, is simply somebody who is relationship focused in the way in which they interact with people, with business, with life. So they put relationships first. We are all connectors. It's just a matter of what level connector you are. Uh, you talk about finding your frequency. I talk about leveling up. And we, we're at least most of us, there's very few non-connectors, the people who don't believe in the value of relationships, the people who are hermits, right? But there's those that are still emerging, emerging in these mindsets, and I'll just list those seven mindsets quickly because we'll probably touch on them as we talk. Uh, Connectors are open and accepting. They have a clear vision. They believe in abundance. They trust. They are social and curious. They are conscientious, and they have a generous spirit. These are philosophies and, and ways of thinking and approaching people that are more innate. And if we're emerging, they're not quite there yet. And maybe we only have a couple of them or they're just not, we have to kind of reach for them rather than them being there naturally. As we move up the spectrum, what we're thinking about is, are we responsive to those connection requests? Are we responsive to those requests for help? Or are we initiating them? As you start to initiate them, you're moving up the spectrum from emerging to responsive to acting connector. And sometimes that's as far as you need to get on the spectrum. But the further up you get, the bigger that advantage becomes. And so the other lever that we can pull is the depth and breadth of our connections. So before, when we were chatting, before we, we turned on the recording, you were saying, I want to meet all the interesting people out there. 
and all those people who are early adopters and, and who are influencing the changes that we see in the world. I mean, that's somebody who has a desire to be social and curious and um, to be open and accepting and to increase your breadth and depth of connection. So if you have a depth of a connection, and, and tell me if you can think of somebody as I, I describe this, because everyone goes, oh, I know somebody. Somebody who you say, oh, so-and-so knows everybody in town or the mayor of our town. My sister is the niche connector of New Jersey real estate. Right. Whether it is like the lawyers, right? Is there somebody in your mind in your life that's like they know everybody in? Um, yeah, yeah. I, there's a couple people here in town in the media business where I'm like, yep, that guy knows everybody in our, in our, in our business. That's what you call a niche connector. They have that depth. Once they start breaking out of their either geography or their industry or their job function, then they can become a super connector because they also will have a breath. And if they cross their country's borders, then they're a global super connector. So that's the the spectrum, and that's how we start to level up. Yeah, and when and when you talk about leveling up, is obviously something that takes uh, uh, some effort, some work, some time. Uh, but what are what are some mistakes people make as they're trying to to level up that they should avoid uh, when doing so? You know, it's interesting. My brother in law came into my office as I was finishing up the book, and he's like looking at my first book, The 11 Laws of Likeability, and looking at the new book, and he said, what's the difference? <laughs> and I said, the first book was about relationship networking, what we do before, during, and after. And I always say networking is something that you do, but a connector is someone that you are. And for me, that's the biggest mistake people make, is that they kind of flip a switch and say, okay, I'm going to go do this thing like connecting, or I'm going to go do this thing called networking, rather than just being. And that's why I talk about it in, in a framework of mindset, because if it is just how we think, then it's not something we have to turn a switch on and do. Yeah, you know, a lot of people, and I go to a lot of networking events. Um, I'm invited to one every every other day. It seems like here in in our local area, there's somebody always networking. Uh, and, and you go to these events and you see a bunch of people and then you see some people who are at a networking event, but they're not networking. They're not really talking to anybody. They seem a little bit nervous. Uh, and I know for a lot of people as they, you know, want to expand their business and get into networking and find more, you know, clients uh, and, and customers and such. Uh, how do you get over that initial like I want to I want to I want to become a connector. I want to do something in the future, but I need to start networking and I'm kind of afraid. Where, where do you where do you start? Well, first of all, recognize that there's not one way to do it. When I talk about being social curious, I don't mean be a social butterfly. I don't mean be a life of the party. I just mean be in a situation in which you can meet and connect with others. It could be on the playground when you pick your kid up from kindergarten. It could be, um, I mean, you know, not to get personal here, but I've met a lot of people on the line at the ladies' room because there's always a line at the ladies' room. <laughs> um, and so we're always networking, as you say. They don't have to be these uh, contrived events. But those events are great too. So definitely stretch yourself and go to them. And what I would say for those people who are uncomfortable in the situations, um, there's a couple of tips I give. First of all, go early. When you go early, everybody's looking for somebody to talk to. And so it's a little bit easier to get those conversations started. And then throughout the rest of the night, you have a few people that you have already spoken to and it feels a little less like I'm in a room full of strangers. Also, get a job. Um, whether you can volunteer for something and sit at the registration desk or um, do something that is actually assigned to you, 
or positioning yourself in a place where you can be helpful, even if it isn't assigned to you, makes you feel like you have some purpose and it makes you feel a little bit more grounded in those overwhelming settings. Yeah, so and the third tip I, Go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say one more tip I'll give you is just to potentially to stay late. Now, you don't might, might not want to stay go early and stay late, um, but if you don't get there early, staying late is a time where people are calmer. They've already done their networking. Now I'm a little more relaxed. I, I feel like I made some connections. And so we're not so like, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? So you do think it's possible then for somebody who's kind of uh, introverted, so to speak, to work through their networking woes and ultimately possibly become a super connector? Oh, some of the best super connectors I know are introverts. Introverts have an actual uh, kind of advantage. I don't want to use that word again. They have an edge. I actually have a section of the book called The Introvert's Edge. And it's the idea that introverts have some skills that really align themselves with the the concept of connecting. They're better in the one-on-one. That's where real connection forms. They are better listeners. They're natural-born listeners. They take in and process information. They're thoughtful before they speak. They're also not overpowering or off-putting in a conversation, which can put other people at ease and enable somebody else to open up. So all of these things that come naturally to the introvert, if they recognize the strengths they're bringing to the table, rather than feeling like it has to look like an extroverted approach, then they will recognize how skilled they can be as a connector. Well, let, let, let's shift a little bit and, and talk about, you know, like technology, right? Uh, social media, uh, all kinds of different applications are out there for networking and connecting with other people. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of times people kind of forget that, you know, because they're behind, they, they forget that uh, they forget that cordialness of, of a one on one connection when you're person to person in social media, you don't have that. It's like a, an alert that pops up. But how do you how do you maintain personal authenticity through the technology component to make sure that you still uphold that authentic self? I love how you frame that question because I get a lot of questions about technology. Um, but I think your angle about being authentic and personalized and, and creating that connection is, is so important. I love technology for connecting. I think the more channels you connect over, the more rooted your connection becomes. So what's the first thing I did when, when I realized I was going to be chatting with you is I went on LinkedIn. And even though I was already talking to you, I still put a little note because <laughs> that little personalization can go a long way. Um, if somebody doesn't know me, I'm going to make that note deeper. So if I hadn't yet met you, I might have gone online and say, oh, you know Leeson. How do you know Leeson? I know her from this. And I would actually get that conversation started. So that's a way that we can be authentic is if we get specific and personal in that reach out as to why. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, agree. I had I had a really good one this morning. I woke up and, you know, it's kind of part of my routine in the morning as I'm, you know, drinking coffee and getting breakfast and stuff ready for my family and I'm I go through and look at my LinkedIn messages and uh, somebody wanted to connect with me. And I, I thought the way that they went about it was really interesting. Uh, the first line in their message was, Hey, Ryan, I am not a bot. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, well, that's good to know. Cause I know there's a lot of those out there, you know, and, and, and then it followed up with a, Hey, I wanted to send you a personal message about this cool thing that we're doing. I know that, you know, so-and-so who's kind of uh, somebody I've worked with in this space before. If you have questions about what I'm doing, you can contact them. Let's chat. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. And it was really cool service too. Uh, and so the way that that interaction happened, it intrigued me. Um, I know, I know that that person knew somebody else that I knew that they had done business together. Uh, and so because of that, I, 
explored further and uh and there needs to be, i think there needs to be more stuff that's personalized like that online to you know make sure we all remember we're human <laughs> I love that. And they also, um, they established trust because they said, you can go check me out with this other person. Um, it wasn't just an in-your-face, here's why I'm, and this is all about me. This is, hey, if this is a fit, hey, if you're interested, here, here's how you can check me out without having to deal with me until you're ready. Um, and, and it's it's more comfortable. And that's what we want to do is not make people feel like they want to run and hide, which is very easy to do on the internet. Um, but that they want to actually interact. And you made me laugh when you said, I'm not a bot because I was sharing that I do a lot on LinkedIn. That's my favorite platform. And I believe that you need to pick the platform where you already are and where you are going to interact with the people that uh, you want to meet. So if you have lots of people who are in graphic designs or decor or even cooking, you may want to go to a more visual platform because they're giving a lot of visual representation of their work. Uh, so it really depends on, you know, I do a lot of videos. So YouTube is another platform I really like. Um, so really kind of thinking about where the people are that you want to be with. But I shared that sometimes I will accept invitations even without the personalized note. And then I'll send a note asking how they found me. And then I end up getting over time. I probably have gotten at least a half a dozen marriage proposals um, <laughs> on, on LinkedIn. Um, and certainly even more um, telling me that they are taken with my smile. It's almost like it is a bot because it feels like it's the same note every time. Um, and I got this uh, connection request. Somebody listened to my a podcast I was on where I shared that story. And he's like, Michelle, this is not a marriage proposal. <laughs> Yeah, and you knew immediately, like, okay, th um, this person is engaged, right? They they listened, uh, they you know, and then and then were able to take action based on that. And you knew when you got the message that you know it was like an authentic person. <laughs> yeah, I at first I got like, oh no, and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, let let's play a little game, right? I know that uh, uh, you have this uh, spectrum of connector, so I wanted to figure out. Uh, where am I, Ryan Treasure, on this spectrum as a connector? I actually created a quiz. I don't even know if you knew this. Um, I'm a contributor to Thrive Global, and I just put a quiz out on there where people can answer about 10 questions or so to figure out where they fall on the spectrum and, and, and in a way, where their target might be. Um, but but let's let's see. I don't know the question off the top of my head, but let's play. Let's see. Yeah, let's play. I think it would be good for the uh, audience to get an understanding of, you know, how somebody would start to maybe uh, look at their goals from a networking and connecting perspective. Okay, so um, one of the first questions is how um, how frequently do you reach out um, to others to initiate contact? Is it something that you do all the time? Are you uh, maybe on a weekly basis, reaching out to connect to somebody new or to offer assistance to somebody? Every day. I mean, because, day. because okay. of the, right because of the radio show, we're in constant reach out mode of like, hey, you know, um, we got your press release. And so some, one of some, somebody on our team reached out. So there, so this is where I'm, I'm identifying some of the stuff, the reach out I'm not doing personally, someone on our team is doing, but ultimately then I'm getting to do an interview and speaking with the person. So there's a little bit of the business side of it versus the personal side of it. So your business is definitely in the realm of being a connector, um, but there is definitely a difference between the business being re reaching out and you reaching out and you forming those connections. You know, but yet when we got on, we chatted for a solid 15 minutes of getting to know each other. And, and I said, tell me about you. And, 
because I know I'm going to get interviewed eventually. So I kind of want to learn a little bit about my host. And you gave me all of the business stuff. I said, okay, that's great. So tell me about you. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. And I'm sure and that's when we started to actually find like, okay, you coach soccer. My son's in soccer. Um, we, you have dogs. I have dogs. Like we found those things and that's where connection starts to form. Uh, that's a good point because I think on a personal level, I don't really do a lot of reach out. You know, I'm more of a, okay, I'm done with my business day. Um, you know, and I kind of shut that part of myself off when I go home because it's, you know, I don't want to be, you know, work-life balance. I got to, you know, uh, spend time with the kid uh, and the family and the dog and uh, my mother-in-law is staying at her house right now too. So I have like a lot of home responsibilities and yeah, I, I, I probably should do some more uh, reaching out on a personal level. Uh, just for the simple fact that I feel like I have a lot of knowledge and media space that I could share and uh, that could be uh, helpful for somebody to leverage. So I should do that. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be work related. Uh, well, there's a lot of ways that we connect and our connections aren't separate between our work and our life. Uh, I can't tell you how many um, people who are in my neighborhood who have either hired me or have worked for me or have referred me because we are connected. And literally the girl I play Mahjong with emailed me two days ago saying, hey, I know a guy who needs some help with this. Can I give him your name? And it's, it's not because I'm trying to get work from her. It's because we are connected and we stay front of mind without getting in somebody's face. I always say, stay in your mind without getting in their face. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, um, no, that's okay. A so let's ask a couple more questions yep. to see where you are. Because right now um, you have the mindset business-wise, right? Um, how about, do people ask you frequently, and I'm, I'm guessing the answer is going to be yes to this, do people often ask you um, if you would like to meet so-and-so or if you're willing to meet so-and-so or if you're willing to uh, do a favor or help somebody in some way? Yeah, that's... Um that's my primary role in life. I've, I've started to realize I'm a, I'm a helper of people. I, I, have spent a, a, my entire life learning about all kinds of different stuff, whether it be media or, you know, motorcycles and boats and cars and all this stuff, you know, I have a whole bunch of hobbies. And so, yeah, I get, I get that question all the time every day. Hey, Ryan, uh, do you know about how this works or can you help me with this or my computer that, or my phone or yeah, absolutely. And when you're asked those things, is your response typically yes, sure, anytime, or? Uh, yeah, most of the time, unless I'm, you know, unless there's something prohibiting me from helping them, like, hey, I got to go do an interview in five minutes. I have something scheduled, but I can come help you afterwards. But yeah, it's always a, I can help you if, I, if I'm able. So at a minimum, you're already in that responsive connector category, right? Because you are responding to all those requests. Um, if you are initiating, which you are through the business, but maybe not as much personally, um, if you are kind of suggesting ways you might be helpful or suggesting ways that um, people could uh, get what they need, then you are a little bit more in the acting connector realm. But I'm kind of curious if you hit one of the higher echelons because, you know, I got the sense that you knew everybody, you've been in radio a very long time and every different type of format of radio. So do you feel that you know most people within the industry? The answer to that is no. Um, 
the industry is so spread out currently between you know traditional radio land-based am fm and digital stuff that um it's 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 ever expanding um and so there's certain components of our business where you know i i, I know lots of people or in some certain spheres of uh podcasting or live internet radio you know i would be considered a a thought leader in that space but maybe not in the terrestrial space and so i i know i know less folks in the tr- traditional media space than i do uh in the new media space all right so um, what I'm hearing is that you probably know some people in all those different realms, but not all the people in all those different realms. Correct. Like, I don't know Joe Rogan, but he's the most widely listened to podcast in the world. But do you know somebody who does? I do. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Three degrees of so, separation, right? <laughs> right. The, that's the idea of being a connector. You may not know, but you might only be one introduction away. And so you were, you know, you might not have a, a deep, deep niche, but you probably have a bit of a niche within that industry where you could connect pretty quickly to whatever area of the industry that you wanted to. True. Yeah. And actually, it's funny that you brought that up. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I, not, I don't know him, but I know the guy who created the entire platform that he's operating on. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, somebody who could probably make that introduction to you if you wanted to meet him True. faster, easier, better. That's what a connector is. And that's what a connector does. Awesome. Well, that's fantastic how you kind of line that out and some kind of questions to ask yourself as you kind of address uh, uh, of those things. What was the website where uh, people can go take the, the quiz? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, oh, wait, you haven't accepted my LinkedIn connection yet. I did. But when I we're did. done, I'm going to send you a link that you can add to the show notes um, to for anybody to take the quiz. But the website is Thrive Global. Um, it's, I think, the new Huffington um resource. And if you just look up my name, Michelle Tillis Letterman, I'm a contributor there and my quiz is on there. Ah, perfect. We'll definitely have to go check that out. And I did, I did uh, accept your, your LinkedIn request, by the way. Okay. Now I'm going to go back and refresh and I will send you the link so that uh, you have it. Awesome. Well, what a, what a fantastic uh, uh, interview we've been having today with Michelle Tellus Letterman. Uh, I want to give you the opportunity to promote your book. Where can people go find uh, the book uh, uh, and, and learn and learn and learn about these uh, topics we've been talking about? Uh, the easiest way to get to the book is theconnectorsadvantage.com. dot uh, com, and I actually have a BOGO, which is buy one gift one, and if you. Because that's a great way to reach out to somebody and connect. Just give them a give them a gift. Um, but then I give you lots of goodies of um, a free audio training um, on the four personality archetypes, free chapters from other books, lots of lots of goodies. Um, and if you want to connect with me, which I always love, just tell me where you found me and find me at my website, Michelle with two L's, Tillis T I L L I S Letterman L E D E R M A N dot com. And from there, you can find my YouTube channel. I do lots of videos, my blog, my LinkedIn. Um, and I look forward to hearing from you. Awesome. Well, there you guys have it. Michelle Tellus Letterman right here on Finding Your Frequency. Uh, make sure you go check out the book. It's definitely uh, an important component. Uh, go read it. Find out about uh, the connected mindset uh, and, and how you could aspire to become a super connector. Uh, and again, thank you so much, Michelle, for jumping on with us today uh, to talk about your book, The Connector's Advantage, Seven Mindsets to Grow Your Influence and Impact. It was my pleasure. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to Finding Your Frequency right here on the one and only VoiceAmerica.com, the leader in live internet talk radio, uh, bringing you fantastic content right here online since 1999. Follow us all over social media at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinney 2, uh, at Voice America TRN to find out all the cool stuff happening at Voice America. And uh, we'll always be here right here, Finding Your Frequency on the Voice America Variety Channel on VoiceAmerica.com. <laughs> 